0: I've been thinking about what it is to be a normal mother, and that word normal stretches over so many, many, many spectrums and variables, and so I decided to invite Allison Hayden on the show, who gave birth recently and ha- is a normal mom. Hi, Alison. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. Could you please introduce yourself for our listeners? Just let everyone know who you are. Yeah, so my name's Allison, as
1: you mentioned. Uh, I am an educator, yoga instructor, and a new first-time mom, going through all the, the
0: rewards and challenges that come with that, for sure. So let's start at the beginning, I think. What, uh, what choices did you make um, around the birth of your child? So it was really important to me
1: to try and have my baby at home, Uh, which worked out successfully and I was super thrilled about. Um, I was really adamant on breastfeeding as well. And unfortunately, like many different women that I've spoken to, it was not something that came very naturally or that happened right away, Um, which was disappointing, uh, as many of the advice that I'd sought out before told me, you know, there's a small window of time immediately after the baby's born where you get that latch and if that doesn't happen you might run into issues so that was something that happened to me that was a huge part of um, my story and becoming a new mom
0: so in your situation um i i'm hearing that the birth went reasonably um reasonably let's say according to your expectations and then the the postpartum up until now, anyway, was was a little unexpected.
1: Yes, unexpected to say the least for sure. Something that yeah. I did not expect, did not plan for. Um, but yeah, home birth went successfully. We were very happy with that. Unfortunately, we did end up in the hospital about 18 hours later due to low blood sugar. But again, that was more related to um the struggles we had breastfeeding right off the bat. Right.
0: Yeah. So um are you generally happy with your choices, the the choices that you made around the birth of your child?
1: Absolutely thrilled. I would not have had it any other way. I know many people plan for a home birth and it doesn't work out that way. So I was very happy to be in my own comfortable environment, uh, to have things around me like my bathtub, my oils, diffusers, things that just made me feel a lot of calm and allowed me just to be present in experiencing labor for the first time um, in an environment that I feel was as comfortable as it could be.
0: So just to clarify for our listeners, um, you're Canadian and you gave birth in Canada with, uh, with registered midwives Um, here in Canada. We don't have a, we don't have a, uh, uh, we don't, we don't, Hire midwives privately. Basically, midwives are paid by the government because we're in a socialized um, medicine system. So, you got uh, midwives. Did you shop around for your midwives at all? Is was that is that allowed in in your part of Canada?
1: We're sort of uh, asked to go with the company or not a company. I should say the midwives, um, the clinic that is closest to where you live. So, my doctor had recommended uh, the one closest in our area, and I did do some. Google reviewing of it. And they seem to be uh, a great organization to go with. I had an experience where I was set up with a team of two midwives to begin with. And then about when I was seven months along, um, switched my team, not because of my choosing. They actually recommended it based on the fact that we were in the middle of a pandemic. um, And one of my original midwives was immune-compromised and didn't feel comfortable doing an at-home birth. So it was nice that they recognized what was my wish. My wish was to have it at home and then altered a team that would allow that to happen for me.
0: That was kind of going to be my next question. Mm. Um, Did you wonder what it would have been like if there hadn't been a full-on pandemic happening when you were going through the pregnancy and birth for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lots of things were different than what I would have expected.
1: So a big thing for me was any appointment I went to, any ultrasound I had during my pregnancy, my partner was unable to be with me. Um, You know, it was a lot of trying to remember information that was being told to me and relay it back to him. But also just, you know, being alone and experiencing things for the first time, I would have assumed that that would have been something I could do with a partner. And in his perspective, you know, he missed out on a lot of things that he was excited about. So I definitely have sat there and thought, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, how would this experience have been different?
0: So what other choices did you make uh, for care? Did you, um, for example, did you have a postpartum doula? Did you do um, any massages or did you go to a nutritionist? Like how far spread was the care that you chose to receive, or did you pretty much rely on your own, um, your own confidence in terms of care?
1: I'd say it was quite minimal in my planning. So for sure, I relied on my midwives, my team of midwives, um, the realm that I'm in as a yoga instructor, I was able to reach out to a few friends who recommended, uh, at least speaking to a doula and a doula in training, um, who were amazing people to go to for advice, uh, nutritional advice, breastfeeding advice, postpartum care advice. So it was really nice to have those resources, um, but not something I had planned originally that just came about in conversations with some really caring human beings.
0: If you could go back and change things, um, what what things would you change? Mm. I think
1: having as many people on your team As possible is so important. So, 100% a doula from the beginning for my emotional support, just to have somebody else advocating for you, I think was really important. Um, It surprised me at times with the midwife care that I had, um, you know, in switching teams, and also, I don't know how to say it, just in terms of. You know, two different personalities. It would be nice to have somebody like a doula who could be there just to advocate for you all the time and not necessarily come from a medical background, I guess, in terms of giving advice um, based on our westernized culture, westernized medicine. Somebody who could just advocate for what I wanted and support my decisions 100%
0: yeah I think that's so important just the 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 continuity of care that a doula provides from the very beginning the moment that you first start working with her until you know the time she says goodbye whenever that is um according to the the decisions that you've made together and uh first time mums don't often realize how how important that might be absolutely
1: and again in just terms of being in a pandemic, you don't have the same amount of resources. Uh, So, you know, we did do an online prenatal course, but very different than being in person, very different than, you know, leaving with an instructor's contact information if you have questions. You know, we were on an online uh, environment with thousands of other people, and you didn't necessarily get, you know, the one-on-one answering of questions as somebody like me, type A, who likes to plan, would have really enjoyed.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what do you think, what do you feel was the most difficult thing about your experience so far?
1: Well, if you had asked me the day after labor, I would have said labor, but we're now about two, two months in, and it has 100% been my uh, breastfeeding experience so i'm very very strong-willed and it was really important to me to be able to breastfeed my baby um one just for the nutrition of the breast milk the antibodies you know to help boost his immune system um but also for bonding and you know i was a breastfed baby i talked a lot with my mom about that and uh it was just a wish that i really was hoping for that didn't come as naturally
0: as you know, we are sometimes made to believe. Did you feel pressured to make particular choices around birthing and postpartum? I feel like, uh, especially during the pandemic, my, with, the, with the social media being sometimes our only form of, um, of social interaction, moms are pressured even more than they were before to, you know, make certain decisions and, and, make, and make certain choices. Did you feel pressured at all? I definitely did. So I felt very
1: rushed after my labor um, to try and breastfeed to nurse. And because it wasn't happening, you know, I was kind of left to my own devices. But I did get set up with a lactation consultant, again, virtual, not the best. I think breastfeeding nursing learning it as a new f- skill that I've never done before hands-on supports really important but um, there was pressure for me to use a nipple shield which I really didn't want to pressure to bottle feed and use formula as I didn't have any milk and then pressure at one point to you know take um, medicine uh, prescribed medication to help increase my milk supply and All along with all those things, I just didn't feel comfortable. It wasn't what I had planned and it wasn't what felt right in my heart.
0: So how many, how how old was your baby when you were told that you didn't have enough milk?
1: Pretty immediate. So right after Lieber, you know, there was no colostrum coming out that they could see so my mid one of the midwives on the team who was there for birth who actually wasn't someone who had followed me just was the on call as a second midwife um you know threw a nipple latch or a nipple shield on me and tried to get the baby to latch which didn't help at that point um and from my research it was really important for me not to use any artificial nipple as I was convinced it was going to get in the way of uh, me being able to nurse long
0: term. It's so hard to make that balance between knowing that you're doing the right thing and and wondering if uh, if the experts around you uh, are telling you the the truth, really. Um, so it takes such a lot of courage to really to really delve into what is exactly is going on. And make the right choices. How, how do you think, um, a newly pregnant mother can choose the right people around her and know that, that they will guide her in the correct Mm -hmm. way and not in a way that is built on fear? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Like you said, I mean, there's just, we're living in a time where you have an unlimited amount of information at your hands that I can research myself, but being referred through doctors and midwives and friends, um, there's a lot of information coming at you. Honestly, my advice would be less is more. When you find an expert, someone with experience, um, whether it's a doula, a midwife, a lactation consultant, someone that you feel really comfortable with, that you agree with some of their opinions and what they're saying, and it just instinctually feels right, I'd say kind of shut everything else out and focus on that that one expert to help guide you. Um, Less is more. In my experience, the more information and the more people I sought for advice, the more confused I got and the more stressed out I got. And what I've learned a lot, especially with breastfeeding is, more stress that you feel and internalize, the harder that is. Your baby really does pick up on so much. You are his mother, her mother. They really do rely on you to um, be calm and at peace. And if you're not, they can sense that for sure.
0: So tell us about, do, would you mind sharing with us your experience with the, with the breastfeeding? Yeah, not at all. Um, so after the initial labor,
1: not getting a latch right away, we ended up um, having to go to the hospital 18 hours later because uh, our, my baby was uh, had low blood sugar. And then we had to stay there for 24 hours plus. And then uh, during that time, I was pumping. I had give, been given advice to try to pump as much as I could just to help get that milk supply and the colostrum to come didn't work. We had to get the baby on a formula and to bottle feed. And then I'd say five days after giving birth, um, a friend of mine recommended speaking to a doula. And this doula told me to try a 24-hour cure. I'd never heard of that before, but my understanding of it was get into bed, you know. Uh, she told me. And my baby to be in our diapers only, as much skin to skin as possible, have help around me to make food, to take care of us. But basically get that baby in bed with me and let the bonding happen as whenever he's hungry, just get him on the boob and see what happens. So after that first 24-hour cure, I actually got my milk in. And it was a huge success for me just to know that my body was starting to do what I think instinctually it should be doing. Um, But still, baby still wasn't latching properly. Uh, We went to a few breastfeeding clinics and sought out some advice from lactation specialists. And we recognized that he might have had a mild tongue tie, but also had a recessed chin and He wasn't using his tongue properly. So as much advice as I was given on the proper techniques to latching, honestly, I just think he needed to develop. I think he needed his chin to come out a bit, his tongue to get stronger. Um, So in the meantime, we did always put him on the breast for at least 30 minutes. I would pump and we would bottle feed and do all of that again each feed. Um, so, regardless, I still considered myself a nursing mom as even if he wasn't getting any milk, we were still trying and having that bonding time and then, uh, about two months in, so recently, I sought out advice again from that same doula and said, "You know we're still doing the same thing. He is getting a latch sometimes, but it 's not consistent and to my surprise, again, what was recommended was another twenty four hour cure um and for me, that was a hard thing to say yes to just because I am such a busy bee and I like to be up and about. But I trusted that advice because I just had a deep connection with this wonderful woman and got in bed with my baby. And although in that 24 hours, we didn't have very many successful latches, as soon as I finished um, the the 24-hour cure, he got on and we have had successful consistent latches ever since
0: that's that's a that's a wonderful ending to the story it's not over yet you've got another many 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 (laughs) many many years of being a mother (laughs) that's right but um i'm going to go back in that story and i'm going to ask you what is your honest gut feeling if you had not done the things that you were um that you were told to do in the very beginning and you had done just the 24 124 hour cure after another um at the beginning of your baby's life
1: yeah i think it would have changed my experience completely um i think one of the reasons why i was having so many so much trouble with it was just like an internal turmoil that was happening you know i was getting really emotional about not being able to feed my baby, having a lot of self doubt. I started to feel a lot of shame. Like, why can't my body do what it's naturally supposed to be doing? And, and there were just so many different opinions happening. And, um, you know, from being told that I don't have enough milk, I don't have a good enough flow. My nipples aren't the right shape. All these things were really weighing on me. Um, and if I had just been able to stay in bed with my baby, I really do feel like nature would have taken over, my instincts would have taken over, the baby would have, you know, been forced to eat to survive. And yeah. we probably would have a very
0: different, different story, for sure. I, I think you're absolutely right. And so this is a story that I think needs a little bit of, um, how can I say? Comment from my part so i'm gonna I'm gonna comment for our listeners. One comment is um, in all of the years that I've been practicing, I have had many mothers who have decided not to breastfeed for various reasons, and some of those reasons are extremely personal and should be honored. Some of those reasons are um, completely private and should be honored and of all of the women that I've served. Two women were not able to breastfeed, that wanted to, because of hormonal problems, and one woman could not breastfeed who wanted to because of a of a of a disgraceful situation that um, that she found herself in, uh, disgraceful on the part of the men around her. So mm-hmm. there are there are, again so many so there's such a huge spectrum of normal. No one should feel that they are forced to breastfeed. I honor all of you out there who who make whatever choices you do about feeding your baby. But I also hear when you feel shame about that, you feel like your body isn't working properly, like you didn't get that birth that you wanted or you didn't weren't able to breastfeed or you weren't able to breastfeed and the time commi- kind of limitation that 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 uh, that another person set out for you. My advice to everyone is please seek someone else out when you're told something that doesn't really fit with your inner, with your inner truth-sayer. Mm-hmm. Seek someone out who will help you work through what it is that's happening. It's so important. Most women can breastfeed. Lots of women don't want to. Many women are told that they can't for reasons that are, that are not really valid. The most important thing is that you feel good about the choices that that you've made and that you are honored for being a good mother. So I think initially saying that the baby had low blood sugar is a little odd. Saying you don't have enough milk in the first three days is a little odd. These all come out of fear. And I would suggest a 24-hour cure in the very beginning of a normal baby's life is absolutely what mum and baby need. And I'll also remind our listeners that um, many of us, when we first get together with uh, with a lover, spend at least 24 hours in bed. It's the same as having a newborn baby. You're in love. Of course you're going to spend 24 hours in bed naked with your newborn. So mm-hmm. I really honor you, Allison, for getting to the point that you're at, what you, you, you worked through a lot of difficulties and you, and you listened to your heart and, and yeah, I'm really, I'm really quite, quite honored to be able to speak with you about this. It's, it's a wonderful story. Thank you. Yeah. That 24 hour cure made
1: all the difference. Um, especially in a world that we live in where we're expected to do so much all the time, we keep ourselves busy and we often, you know, forget to take that time out just to be present. And that's the one thing that I would say it did more than anything else. It just allowed me to be with my baby and to not worry about all the other things that I was doing in trying to, like you said, run away from that fear that had been instilled in me.
0: So what, uh, could you describe us in detail? I'm wondering what would a mom do if she was on her own? Um, what would you say the most essential? So obviously she would be able, she would, I I think you had someone getting you food. Mm -hmm. Um, what else was one of the more essential things that you found that you needed someone else to do?
1: Laundry for sure. Especially after a, a home birth, there was a lot of cleanup that needed to happen. So having someone here to do that was really important and you know for me I was lucky enough fortunate enough to have not only my partner but my mother um isolate before coming and joining our bubble Uh, that was really important to have really just making sure your water's filled all the time I know staying hydrated is really important um well you know made food that makes you feel good so not just high in nutrition but things that you enjoy eating was really important as well Um, you know, we were able to just bring a diaper pad onto the bed and do all the diaper changes here, but, you know, just to be able to run and get any supply that you might need. And, you know, my partner again would kind of hop in bed and just, you know, give me a little back massage, tell me I'm doing great support in that sense, which also that encouragement was really helpful, but could be done, you know, virtually or through a phone call to a dear friend as well.
0: So I have advice for all you beginning doulas out there if you want to do some volunteering here's your chance you can go and uh postpartum doula with a mum who doesn't have anyone with her and can't afford to pay someone get out there and uh and do your work yeah what a great what gift advice... to give someone yeah oh absolutely yeah because it's as you know it's tough being all alone um right after birth yeah especially yeah. during a pandemic
1: yeah. Never mind. It was just, this was my first, I can't imagine a mom with, with multiple babies as well. Right.
0: Multiple yeah. children. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could go back and talk to yourself, uh, when you first found out that you were pregnant, what advice would you give yourself?
1: I would say it's important to have a plan in place, but, uh, you need to go with the flow you need to plan for that to not go as planned and for everything to be turned upside down and to learn how to just ride the wave of life you know um there were so many ups and downs that i think i resisted which caused me a lot more challenge and just to be able to you know advise myself you know have that plan but but plan for things to go differently as well would have made a huge difference in uh, where I am now. But I do believe everything happens for a reason. And, you know, it maybe took me a little bit longer, but I have learned that lesson. And like you said, this is just the beginning of my motherhood journey. And I'm sure that advice is going to come in handy as I watch this little boy grow.
0: Do you have any other, anything else that you you would like to share with our listeners? I'd also say just to
1: embrace what is, you know, try not to resist reality, Um, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's breastfeeding or, you know, not necessarily having the the delivery that you plan for. Um, There is so much beauty in finding gratitude in what is. Um, For me, that was, you know, the blessing that is the bottle. (laughs) At 3 a.m. when I'm exhausted and I, I really just need to sleep a little bit longer. You know, what came from this is that I know my child can take a bottle and he's going to still be on the breast and that'll be okay. So, finding gratitude in the things that are happening in reality can really just help you get through any challenge that you have. And, you know, for me, it's also the people around me that stepped up and supported me when I needed it the most. I am grateful for the amazing community that surrounds me.
0: Thank you for that. Now I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everyone. Um, If you can share one word with our listeners, what would it be? Perseverance. And that would be persevere through
1: whatever you really want to happen. Do your best. Stay determined persevere.